Hi there, listener. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Just so you know, this show contains explicit language and some possible adult themes. Listeners under 13 or anyone who could be offended by the subject matter are given caution. Hello, I'm Wesley Van Hoosen, and this is Good Food for Bad Friends. On this podcast, I'll have a different guest every week to talk about their history with food. Along with each episode, you can find recipes inspired by the featured guest on our website, goodfoodbadfriends.com. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to Good Food for Bad Friends. I have kept you waiting long enough, so we're going to get right into this part two episode of my interview with Dallas Slankard. But just before we do that, I do want to let you know that we are going to be doing another schedule change for this show. Work is a lot busier than I anticipated, and so this show is now going to be sort of just released at will. Whenever I have time to get an interview in, get it edited down, I will post it for you. But until then, I hope you enjoy this week's episode, the rest of my interview with Dallas Slanker. Creative types have messy rooms. I've like, I feel like I understand. Very. There we go. Also, I'm just OCD, so my room is. And I have three pets, so like they're sure. I can't have any on the ground. So this is it. How cute! It's covered in like book binding tape now because it's broken over the years. Mm-hmm. But it's this like massive three ring binder, and I got this when I was. 12 or 13 now I'm this is 15 years old now and mm-hmm. it's full like, I love that full and it's got like family recipes I've written a lot of my own recipes that are in here like I told my brother I'm like if I die you get this so <laughs> don't fuck it up and I will <laughs> yeah I'm like whoever is the new cook in the family I hope one of Miles's kids likes to cook because mm-hmm. I don't want children. <laughs> like, I just am not responsible enough to have a child. Like, you know. I understand. But not only that, I just don't really want to bring one into the world. It's too much. Into this world? Yeah, I understand. And Dylan doesn't yeah. want kids either. And I'm like, fair. Let's just travel the world. <laughs> like, But no, I, I will, like, love my nieces and nephews. And Dylan has two sisters who I'm sure oh, nice. both want kids. So I will, I want to be like the mantee of the year every year. Yeah. So, but I told my brother, I'm like, whoever on our side gets the cooking gene, they get this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've written it all, you know, it's all. And that's the thing. A lot of it I've either written or I've like adapted. So nice. I've told him like, these are all like legit recipes that I use. But, yeah. yeah. Mine are <laughs> Thud. Um, my holiday recipes. Oh, I love that. That each tab is a different holiday. Oh, my God. That's better than what I have. (laughs) This is when I had an administrative job in New York and nothing Ah. to do and access to their printer. So, sorry, Araka Group. This is Thanksgiving. Nice. (laughs) This is Christmas. (laughs) This was the only way I could figure out... How to do it. So for those of you listening, I organize Dallas is is like binder with tabs by holiday pristine. Mine are in like plastic sheet protectors. Like I stuff all the recipes for one holiday into one and just lay. Because when I travel, I just take it with me. 
I'll just That's pull fair. this out of my cookbook, throw it in my suitcase. Or See, usually I, also I have, have a little sheet protector. I have my favorite recipes, and these are split up by genre. I did, like yeah. beverage and dinner, <laughs> dessert. Sure. See, I just went through the painstaking task at the beginning of the pandemic of changing that in my cookbook. So now mine is appetizers, but then under appetizers, I have subcategories like dumplings, dips, <laughs> finger foods, and yes. then I've got a soups and stews tab. I've got main courses, it. but then I have American, Chinese, Indian, Italian, Texas. Like I have it by like food regional genre ish sure okay i don't have that it's but i do super... have all of mine electronic in my google drive so i don't have to don't have that them. see i unlike you am an aunt <laughs> oh i also have this a giant file of thanksgiving side options ranked <laughs> on legal on a legal pad note <laughs> i love it like oh i really want to try them cut out on the back yeah, I also, I get Food Network Magazine, All Recipes Magazine, Food and Wine Magazine, and Better Homes and Gardens. So I nice. have a nonstop income of recipes I want to try. Or just like, you know. I get Food Network and Bon Appetit. I don't get Bon Appetit. I think I got it as like a promo one. Bon Appetit's once. a little bougie and like I don't make the bougie That's recipes. That's probably why I don't have it because... I like all recipes the most. I pull the most recipes out of that oh, one, all actually. I have the app. The app is good. See, I'm so, like, analog. I'm not yeah. good with, like, you know, cookbook app or Food Network app or any of that. Everything I do is on paper. So, yeah. like, except for, like, if I have to type up my notes for a show or something. But, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I've got all sorts of stuff in here. And it's interesting, too, because you... It, I like it because you see the evolution of my handwriting, which I think is embarrassing. <laughs> it goes from like middle school girl to sloppy doctor. Like, <laughs> like my notes now are fucking illegible. Like Dylan will read it and be like, like the cow strikes twice. I'm like, what are you reading? That's not what my notes say. That's you know? not what I said. <laughs> but yeah, no, That's I love that funny. you have, I love that we have our respective I know that's organized, awesome. organized in our own way. Cookbooks. Mm -hmm. Mine I also is organized have one that chaos. I bought my grandmother for her to fill out for me. And she yeah. just gave it back to me. And I was like, this is not full. And she was like, I'll get to it. And I was I'll like, get you there. Keep it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, you don't know what's going to happen. Fill I need to do that with my aunt. My aunt is the cook. My mom's sister is the cook in my oh, family. Nice. And she and I are like kind of the same as far as we really like to try new foods and ask people, does it go in the book? Because I think she has like a collective book too, or like at least a pile of recipes she keeps somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I do the same thing. If I cook something new, I'll ask whoever's over, Dylan will be like, does this, is this worth going in the book? Nice. And you know, if he says yes, it does. Because sometimes I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've but. wanted to start a, um, either like an Instagram series or a YouTube series, whatever, and cook my way through my dad's cookbook and try all of the recipes that he's put in there. And he's, he said that if I ran his social media, he would pay me for it. And I was like, hell yeah, I will. But then I forgot. I feel like I could do it high. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and 
No, that'd be bro. I would so watch if you cooked through your dad's cookbook. I okay. I st- I literally have it like circled in my notes. Contact <laughs> Dallas about cookbook from dad. <laughs> like, oh, let me see if I have it in here. That's brilliant. I want to get a cookbook published someday. Like, it would be the same name as the show. Good food for bad friends. That's just too good of a title. I mean, no, yeah, that's a good one. I don't have it in here, but I will. I'll, I I'll love get it. You a copy. Send oh me my your God. address, and I'll get you. Yeah, a copy. yeah. I'll I'll write a note. Okay. Text Dallas and listeners. If you want a copy of the book, find me on Instagram and DM me Dallas Slinkard. For cooking on high, ten dollars. Cooking on high, ten dollars. <laughs> Jeff, like, we're doing really all of your promo. Anime. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Jeff, you uh, he can run an ad on this show. <laughs> I don't care. I'm the I'm, be, I own oh this God. business. <laughs> like <laughs> Honestly, that being I'm not talking. <laughs> okay. We've talked really a lot about honestly, we've covered a lot in the 2 hours and 51 minutes we've been recording. <laughs> like <laughs> There's some five minute breaks in there. So, you know, (laughs) um, but, you know, we've covered like, you know, restaurant foods in Denver, stuff in Denver. Um, I guess like were there things that family members made specifically for you? I questioned it as like what people in your life made food something special like Mm -hmm. that for you. Um, I I know you talked about like your grandmother taught you how to cook. Would Mm -hmm. she be the one that was kind of like, you know, if there was a food memory like that, it would come from her a hundred percent yeah yeah so she's this adorable little woman from west virginia um like little she's friggin' small but she's a firecracker and i love her dearly we call her love grandma it. toots love it she's so cute and um yeah she definitely taught me how to cook her and my grandfather um were like my babysitters growing up like during the summer sure. spend days with them the same with and, my grandparents yeah mm-hmm. and it's yeah like She's like the classic 50s housewife, like made to order everything anyone wanted. Like that was at the house. She's just wonderful. Love and it. So I'm imagining like make... a, I'm imagining like a somewhere that's green little shop of horrors oh, montage. Yes. yes like absolutely. Doris Day dress spinning in the, in the horizon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so she like every morning it would be she would call them dip in eggs, which are eggs over easy with toast. That's what dip in eggs are. Yeah. Yeah. Then, for sure. Yeah. And then she would make the best macaroni and cheese. Oh, this woman, I don't even know what the hell she did. It was nothing fancy. It was like Velveeta, but it was because she made it. Yeah. And it was amazing. Velveeta is yeah. a good melty cheese. I mean, it is. the mac and cheese I make is lethal. Like lethal. it's three different cheeses. Oof. I switch it up. It's like Gouda, cheddar, and I think I put it in like like Gruyere sometimes to kind of, or sometimes even brie. Gruyere is my favorite cheese. Gouda is my favorite cheese because mm, it tastes nice. like bacon. Smoked Gouda. Yeah, that's Smoked fair. Gouda cheese is my favorite. I should okay. specify that. I guess there is a difference. But yeah, no, I love mac and cheese. Dylan doesn't like mac so and good. cheese. What? You need to break out with him. No, no. You know what he loves? Sushi. Ooh, I've okay. never had a boyfriend that likes sushi like him, like him, him. <laughs> like, like, him. He, like, like he does, he, <laughs> which is great. He doesn't really like fish, but he loves sushi and okay. he appreciates Asian food a lot, which I, which is sort of the nice. redeeming quality because 
a lot of, you know, a lot of boyfriends, a lot of guys from the Midwest, not to generalize, you know, mm-hmm. the Asian food to them is like takeout, you know, unless right. maybe they like Thai food. But Dylan loves like hot and sour soup is his favorite thing that I make. Um, and I, I, I got to publish that recipe. I need to do that. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I make a lot of different stuff that he likes as far as like Italian food. He loves Italian food. He loves pizza. So he loves like cheese Ooh. on pizza. So like, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, he likes lasagna a lot. So, nice. you know, it's like select things. He doesn't really yeah. like, like Tex-Mex food, especially he doesn't like cheese or beans. He hates refried beans. I love refried beans. Oh my god! Hell I grew yeah. up eating refri- <laughs> refried beans. Actually, is a really distinct memory of mine for food because my mom used to make oh. chiposaurus with refried beans. So on your plate, you get a little scoop of refried beans, and then you put the chips like little, uh, like little stegosaurus spines, That's and it's so called a chiposaurus. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> I still do it to this day. Like I'm almost 30. And when (laughs) I make tacos or nachos or whatever, and I have a little bowl of refried beans, I put the chips on like a stegosaurus and then I coat it with cheese. And it's so funny for Christmas. My mom got me this like joke, uh, chip dispenser and it's a dinosaur and it's called the chiposaurus. And it's like, A dinosaur, and you put the chips in its back, like so. It's like the Stegosaurus, and then it has a little uh-huh. bowl where you can put your dips. Like that's so cute. I'm like, this is the best gift. <laughs> she thought she was like, this is so stupid. I just got. Her. I'm like, oh my god, no, this is amazing. Like <laughs> this will be at every party. <laughs> like, you know, so cool. this will be out. But anyways, yeah, no, I love though that your grandmother was kind of like this you know, Spitfire woman or is the Spitfire woman that's just kind of like, I can imagine, it's kind of like my grandmother was. She was Mm -hmm. very, you know, she was just very quick, you know, and quick-witted, you know. She always had a retort. She always had something to say. Like, in the kitchen, she could just, you know, quick figure out how to fix something, too, which always Mm -hmm. amazed me that... She's like, oh, that's something. Oh, I'll just add a little bit of corn. I'll make a slurry and add a little bit of cornstarch to that. And then it's fine. Right. It's like just her weird like. And I think it does come from she was a 50s housewife. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it comes from that like era of tips and tricks and learning how to do things on the fly. I think that kind of was the cooking style a little bit. Yeah. But no, I love I think that. It's though. also a level of like, you know. If my husband hates this, how am I going to fix it? Right. That's yeah. definitely my grandmother. I can see that. definitely like have to please Tom. Make sure. Tom see, my grandmother happy. was, if you don't like it, go suck a dick. Like she was <laughs> like, if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. That was kind of her attitude. Like, what else do you want? Pick anything. That was me. Right okay. now. That was if it was me. If it was oh, my grandfather, fair. it was you can <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Like, eat it or die. Like, that was my yeah. grandfather. For me, it was, well, let's take you to Wendy's then. You know, like, <laughs> oh, Maisie. Oh, my grandma's was the occasional, oh, shut up, Tom. <laughs> and she wasn't fixing the meal. You know, <laughs> I didn't know that my, it's so crazy. When my grandmother died, so she died right after I moved away. Mm-hmm. And um, I 
a lot of things were kind of talked about that I didn't know about as a kid, obviously. And my grandparents had a very rocky marriage, like a very oh. rocky marriage. And I didn't know that growing up. And it was weird to think how well they hid it for me. They were like the, they were like quintessential grandparents to me. They slept in separate oh. beds. But mm. I always attributed that to the era. They right. had always slept in separate beds, you know, mm-hmm. and or maybe they didn't at one point. But then, you know, not knowing the history, it right. just was established that way. But uh-huh. no, it was so crazy to me to find out kind of the tea behind my family and all that. <laughs> but either way, I'm I'm grateful that, you know, my grandparents were who they were when they were alive. And mm-hmm. I have so many hilarious stories of my grand, my grandmother and grandfather on my dad's side, because they would sort of always be at war with each other a little bit, Aww. but <laughs> I would get stuck in the middle. So I'd get whatever I want. <laughs> you That's you know. how it works. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm, it's great though, that your grandmother was, it's great. I love that, you know, grandparent influencing the cook. I feel like that's such a, it's like, it's common, but it's so ultra specific and cherished to any one Mm -hmm. person. You know, I think that's super cool. Um, What was I going to say next? Oh, well, um, one thing I didn't cover from was kind of the questions before, like, so growing up, like, when did you start to develop your taste? And like, when were you like, okay, I know I like these things, that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, um, so my dad, he'll tell this story till he's dead, I'm sure. Um, he just started telling me like, okay, if you don't like what I'm going to make, then you make your own food. And I was like, what? What, what do you mean? And he was like, well, I'm going to make what I want to make. If you don't want it or you don't like it, then make your own thing. And I was like, huh. Okay. So then when my grandparents would babysit me at their house every day, I would watch um, Food Network and I would watch 30 Minutes with Rachel Ray, Love it. Paula Dean, whatever the hell her show it was. was uh, it was racist. Southern. It was down home something. I remember Paula Dean's very first show. So like. Down Home Cooking with Paula Dean. I'm Down Home sure. Cooking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I watched that and then followed by Barefoot Contessa or Love the show it. with um, the, uh, the pretty Italian Jetta De Laurentiis. Girl. Yes, her. Uh, so every, I started watching every, their Everyday shows. Italian, yeah. Yes, Everyday Italian. That was like, that was the shows. lineup in the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the middle of the day. So then back before, like, you could just get things on the internet, I would have sure. to, like, write down the recipes from their shows. And then I just started making food. And my dad was like, well, shit, like she is going to make it. And I was like, yeah, because I don't want your food. <laughs> yeah. And because it was always like zucchini and I don't like zucchini. And it was just like Ugh. stuff I didn't enjoy. I don't like so, squash in ugh, particular. No, mushy, like get out. And remember the whole, so, yeah, sorry, then, to, sorry to interrupt. Okay. Remember, remember the whole like zucchini is pasta fad that happened a couple of years ago, maybe five years it. ago. Hated it. It's anyway, mushy strings, disgusting. It doesn't no. hold sauce. No, tomato it sauce doesn't. disintegrates squash because it's too acidic. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> go fuck yourself, Bologna. zucchini noodles. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> go on. You're so you're you you're figuring out how to cook and like yeah yeah because my dad was like we'll do it and I was like then I will and I nice. Did. And how then, old were you? I was like twelve. 
okay, sure. And then yeah. that like Christmas birthday, everyone in my family got me cooking and baking stuff. So then it just kind of stuck. And then, That's awesome. I mean, of course I didn't, I wasn't able to do as much of it in college as I wanted to. Me neither. But then I get it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But like now I, I mean, I've tried to since I've been sure. back here. Cause now I like, you know, I have my own home and I, yeah. I don't have to worry about like, you know, being in someone else's space, which is nice. And then um, luckily my boyfriend likes to cook. He says cooking at home makes him feel like an adult when he knows he isn't really one. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good philosophy. (laughs) I mean, you know, I cooking was interesting for me because I only knew how to bake until Mm. I was out of college. I didn't really know how to make food food. And so I could follow a recipe. But uh-huh. it wasn't like I knew the rhythm of cooking. Like right. I could just do it, you know. Mm-hmm. I had to constantly have a guide. And, you know, so when I moved out and I moved to Chicago, I was in this house with these random ass people. Love them. <laughs> but at the time, it was like, I don't know these guys. And I, I, you know, not to put their sexuality on blast, but being the only gay guy in a house of five men yeah. And they're all everyone else is raging heterosexual men. <laughs> like it's a little intimidating because I didn't exactly know like I know they're not homophobic. I'm not trying to say that. But it was just like mm-hmm. where do I fit? Like what is my niche? What's the joke right. threshold? How gay yeah. can I really be in front of them? <laughs> I found that line out when I shoved a whole banana down my throat in front of Derek and that kind of nice. startled him. <laughs> I think I traumatized him a little bit. Actually, he'll say I traumatized him. I know he will. But like, no, I mean, but it was like kind of figuring out, like, I don't really know who these people are. And I have to find that out. Mm-hmm. And we'll all five of us will say that year living together was the most intense friendship forming we'd ever gone through. We went oh, wow. through like what felt like five years of a friendship in one year. Like that's incredible. Fighting. You know, fighting, you know, heart to hearts, having yeah. meeting each other's friend groups, getting mm-hmm. to know the tens, 20 other people they all know in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me, little boy from Nebraska, I'm like, I don't fucking know any of these people. The mm-hmm. only thing I can do to make myself known is cook because everyone will say who made this. And I'll be right. like, hey, new guy, you know. <laughs> And that, to me, I'm like, I'll prove my worth that way. Mm -hmm. But I had to learn. You know, I didn't know how to do it. It was a lot of trial and error. Luckily, the guys were so receptive and they were like, dude, this is really fucking good. You should make this all the time. (laughs) Like they were, and I, you know, I made no money, but I loved feeding them. It was like Mm -hmm. every day I'd stop off at the grocery store and buy food to cook for the guys. Because to me, that was family forming. That is family. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know. I'm grateful for it now because now it set me up as the primo cook of the group and it's I'm like undisturbed on that level. But I'm like, I nice. w- hope someone gets better than me sometimes because I'm like, please, Give someone some cook. competition. Someone, no, someone just fucking cook me food for once. Like, you know, like, God, no, I love it. But um, dude, so you did mention and I love this, like how you got a bunch of cooking stuff that year mm-hmm. for your birth birth miss. Yeah. <laughs> birth <of Christmas. laughs> Chris birth. No, that doesn't sound good. Uh, but like, I love that. Cause I, that, I, that kind of happened to me too. There was one year I got, it was my 15th 
it was, I was 15 and it was Christmas. I got mm. a standing mixer. My I got my KitchenAid mixer that year. And oh. I also got like, you know, anything I could have asked for in the kitchen. I got all new like baking pans that year. You know, st- like my grandparents showered me with cooking stuff and cookbooks too. Lots and lots uh-huh. of cookbooks. And, you know, did you kind of like... Was that like a pressure on you? I felt that was kind of like a pressure that I had to learn everything for them and that this yeah. was something they wanted me to do with my life in a way. Because mm-hmm. I I don't know. I guess my grand my grandfather always wanted to be a chef and he never Aww. became a chef. You know, mm-hmm. he was just an extremely talented home cook. Aww. But I think in a way he always wanted me to pursue that because I was young. I showed mm-hmm. an interest from a young age, but I don't know. Did you ever feel that kind of like your family was like, maybe you did say, you know, why didn't you, someone asked you why you never went to cooking school. Was that yeah. maybe a, did, was that ever like established for um, you? I mean, I don't think anyone ever thought I was going to make a career out of it. Cause I was sure. already in theater at the time and I was pretty sure. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you did theater vision there prior. I think when did you start doing theater? Um, second grade, but I started yeah. dancing when I was like five. So you were a dancer too. Yeah. See, I didn't yeah. start doing theater until I was 14 Oh, and gotcha, gotcha. I was in high school. High school was my yeah. first caveat in theater. Oh, nice. I'd yeah, done, I was pretty tunnel yeah. vision pretty early on. See, and I wished I would have had, it was faux pas to take dance. And mm-hmm. if you were a boy in the Midwest, yeah, in a conservative yeah. city, you didn't ask your parents. <laughs> I desperately wanted to take dance. Mm-hmm. I love dancing. It's like one of my, you know how much I love dancing because yeah. <laughs> I just look at choreography and memorize it. Like, yeah, except, except for like musical theater. I am so dumb with musical theater <laughs> choreography. I am terrible at it. Show me Janet Jackson and I got it. Show me, you know, show me Lady Gaga. Got it. Show me Paul Abdul. Got it. Show me South Pacific. I'm done. <laughs> like, I'll never forget. I'll never forget Alan Bennett bringing him back. We did the dance audition for South Pacific and I fucking bombed. I could not understand it. I'm like, I don't understand how you're moving. And then one day in the rehearsal house, I was doing choreo because I had to go teach choreography at my high school. So like mm-hmm. I was still volunteering for my high school while I was in college. And uh-huh. cuz that we did like a t- like a give back program. We all committed to it as seniors in oh, high school nice. and then the four years and through college we would do stuff. But I was memorizing choreography and Alan was like, "Oh, so you're like a hip hop dancer." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm not a jazz dancer. <laughs> I'm not a tap <laughs> dancer. I did take a tap master class." Ooh. And I'd, lo- I'd love to learn how to tap dance. Yeah, like, I'm not very good at tap. I can time step like a biatch. <laughs> <laughs> I can, f- what is it? Falap? Is that what it's yeah. called? Filet? Falap. Filet. I could filet mignon my way across an entire stage. <laughs> no, I'm good at hip hop dancing and modern dancing and like movement based mm-hmm. dancing. I'm no good at jazz time stepping you know yeah. hickory round the bend i don't know what the moves are called <laughs> waltzing i'm good at i took nice. ballroom when i was younger i did nice. take my grandfather actually gave me classes in ballroom he like gifted me a ballroom course 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because my he thought he's like, you need to learn how to waltz. Men need to know yeah. how to waltz. That was a he was so old, old world, you know. Yeah. He would play me class. He was the one that made me want to play the violin. You know, he played classical music all the time. When you wake up in the morning and get ready for the day, what's the one thing you're sure you won't miss? Well, according to the National Coffee Association, if you're like 64% of all Americans, you're probably going to have a cup of coffee. Hi, my name is Richard Eisloffel, and I love coffee. I've been drinking it consistently since I was about 15 years old and have worked off and on as a barista for over four years. Though I haven't worked in the coffee field for some time now, I've recently took an interest in knowing more about coffee. Its origins, its history, its chemical makeup, how we get different flavor profiles, and its current cultural status. To do this, I turn to my best friend of over 10 years, Wesley Van Hoosen. Hello there, I'm Wesley. He is probably the most well-read person I know. Books have always been a part of his life, and I know that, like myself, he has a thirst for knowledge. So I asked him one day, Wesley, do you know any good books on coffee? To which he responded, No, actually, none that I've ever found. And I have to say, that took me by surprise. You would think out there, somewhere, is a manuscript detailing everything you need to know about coffee, from how it's made to how it made its way into the fabric of our society. But no, there really isn't. So that's when Wesley and I decided to do it ourselves. Welcome to Coffee's On, where every episode we'll learn something new about the marvelous beverage that is coffee. In this popcorn-style series, we'll use every episode to do a deep dive into some facet of coffee consumption or production. And with every episode, we'll be trying a new brew of coffee, so we can continue to open our palates as well as our minds. In addition, we'll close each episode with a fun fact, myth, or legend about this magical drink. So tune in during your morning routine, daily commute, or afternoon pick-me-up, and we'll tell you all there is to know about the most consumed beverage in America. You can listen to Coffee's On on Spotify or wherever you stream podcasts. From the Arcadia Podcast Network. So we did talk a little bit about, like, um, you started cooking for yourself kind of out of rebellion, I guess would be safe to say. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. And, like... What did that lead to as far as like where you are with cooking today? Because I guess, you know, it'd be safe to say you've been cooking since you were pretty young and mm -hmm. trying things. And I love that it came from Food Network because that's how I did it, too. Ina Garten was yeah. my standby. Oh, of course. Love I it. love Barefoot Contessa. Well, she's like, <laughs> her recipes work. Yeah. They just work. There's no, mm -hmm. they're so foolproof. Like most of my Thanksgiving is Ina Garten based and like nice. i've adapted them but i learned to cook a lot of the like food i never thought i could cook from her mm -hmm. like in her cookbooks but so like did you i i definitely approached cooking with cookbooks when i started to become an adult were you like that or did mm -hmm. you kind of just like make what you knew and go from there um mine was mostly like existing recipes i definitely have acquired a lot of really random cookbooks that are like on my Love it. List to like cook through like the unofficial yeah. Harry Potter cookbook and the unofficial Friends cookbook, like you know, stupid shit like that. You want to know what cookbook I want to cook through? 
Liberace cooks. It's what? so rare and out of print, but I'm betting on a copy on eBay like now. <laughs> I'm probably going to lose. It's starting to get into the hundreds and I'm like, nah, I think oh 50 God, no. is my highest, but. That's crazy. <clears throat> no, I well, love. Yeah, and I also like. I love that, I, like cookbook stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'll watch like cooking shows and then buy cookbooks from like the chefs on there. Like. Yeah. On Great British Baking Show, Val has a cookbook and I bought yes. it and she sent it from the UK to me with this like cute little note written inside. Like it was adorable. Oh my gosh. So, that's amazing. Yeah. And I expect your dad to do that when I buy his cookbook. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> will. I, I will say, unfortunately, like in the last like year or so, it's just been more like, oh, what am I in the mood for? Oh, I'll just Google this recipe. Sure. I mean, yeah. that's okay or, like, too, though. Yeah, and I'll just like pop shit in here and there. Or now that I'm like with somebody and we're like, we like have kind of like a life going on, like yeah. we'll both kind of collaborate mm-hmm. in dinners, which is really nice. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. Which is weird. It's nice. Mm-hmm. I'm too much of a control freak in the in the kitchen, so See, I cooking with too- Dylan is is very calculated. Yes. Like we have our I jobs. used to be. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I used to be really like, you know, don't touch my shit, don't touch my pots and pans, like they're expensive. Sure. But, yeah, but like I mean, Austin likes to cook just as much as I do. And so yeah. he like he's definitely open. Or I'll if I've at any point I'm like, hey, I need to just go sit down. And he's like, Yep, got it. <laughs> and he'll like sit there and read me the recipe from the living room or something. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> See, Dylan, it's nice because when Dylan and I cook together, we tend to sort of like one our big our best thing we do together is breakfast. So we'll make Ooh, breakfast nice. for dinner. That's like our date night food if we don't order nice. wing stop. So <laughs> <laughs> but like so we I do the potatoes, he does the pancakes, the bacon goes in the oven, we mm. all time it out accordingly, and by the time one of us is cooking, we're out of each other's way. And nice. I think that that's one thing you know, being in a smaller apartment kitchen, I'm lucky in that it's an open style kitchen. So it's just lots of like, it's a big L shaped counter Mm -hmm. and then like an open kitchen. So I'm not in a little room like in some apartments, but it's still, you know, kind of a a choreographed affair a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I love cooking with Dylan though, because it's interesting to see how someone else reads recipes and yeah. kind of like, it's very informative to me when he cooks on his own and I see how he l- cooks something and reads how something's worded. And I'm like, oh, that <laughs> like you I don't see. see this the same way. Right. And it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely, I think, one of those things where some recipes really do get lost in translation to someone who doesn't have like someone who's like still like an, an intermediate or beginner level cook. Mm-hmm. And, you know. There's some techniques, some people write in a recipe and it's kind of discouraging to someone like that where it'll say like flambe and everyone's like, well, what the hell is that? I'm like, well, you're setting it on fire. (laughs) You know, it's like, he's like, well, I don't want to do that. You know, like it's can be a little, (laughs) a little intimidating, but Mm -hmm. you know, I love fostering the idea and I'm not always the best at this, but when I do cook with someone, I want them to know that they don't need to live up to any kind of expectation. Yeah. And I guess... I guess luckily since your boyfriend likes to cook and like mm-hmm. is active about it and, you know, not intimidated by it, you know, yeah. maybe that's not something that like 
you face. But for me, I mean, I can totally understand, too, when someone is intimidated by it. Because right. it is scary sometimes. And, you know, there is that fear of failure. And I always try to just say, like, hey, you know what? It's okay if it's gross. <laughs> you know, we... Yeah, right? It's fine, yeah, it's, you know. It's just food. Like, it's yeah. not... Not you like know, we're making it for a church bake sale or something. Yeah, like, granted, no don't mess up line. a lobster, but you yeah. know, like, don't mess <laughs> up something that's a lot of money. But if, like, you know, if you make if you oversalt something and it's just no good, that's okay. You know, like, right. if you have the ingredients, make it again. If you don't, yeah. order pizza. Who cares? Or add Everyone- something, anything else and, to it, and try to fix it. Yeah, make it the, a different dish. <laughs> the only thing you can never come back from is oversalting. That's the one thing you cannot yeah. reverse. But anything else, there's probably a way in or out of what you're trying to do or what you have <laughs> right. already done. But exactly. and it's, it's super funny, too. And like sometimes people call me like uh, it's doing this and I don't know if it's supposed to. I'm like, actually, yes, it is supposed to do that. You know, like there there's sometimes where like people will mix things and it's like a baked good and it looks like it's separating and clotting and it's like all wrong. And I'm like, actually, no, it's supposed to look like that. And then it'll come <laughs> together once it bakes or right. like, you know, yeah, I always like to tell people it's like, usually you're probably doing it the right way. Like, mm-hmm. don't second guess yourself, you know. Yeah. If Cooking you're following the recipe correctly. Yeah. You're doing it. If it's, it, a, if it's it a well-written right. recipe too. Like, yeah. That's half the battle is. Right. I always say if it's published, it's safe to say it works because mm-hmm. it's probably been tested. It's probably been through a rigmarole. Again, why I like Ina Gart. If it's on blog, maybe ah! not. Yeah. And it's so funny, too. Sometimes people really don't know that, like, cooking in glass and metal are so different. So different. You yeah. You should not bake things in glass because it will take mm-hmm. way longer because glass doesn't heat up like metal. It's not a conductor. Right. Like, you know, unless you want brownie casserole, which is fine. <laughs> which is your choice (laughs) but if you want a pan of brownies you gotta use a metal pan no that's that's funny though i'm glad though that you and your your boyfriend cook together though like it's yeah it's fun it's it is nice to find that kind of like thing to do together and yeah yeah do you have like a like go ahead go ahead i've chilled out on my like control freak aspect i gotta get there yeah, it's tough. Therapy it's will tough. help that. I think therapy yeah. will help that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it will. I get it from my granddad. My granddad was so particular about his kitchen. And he was like, this is the prep area. This is the garbage area. This is the cooking mm. area. This is where you stand out of the way. You know, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was shoved into his realm of cooking from maybe the age of eight. Mm. So I was already doing knife stuff when I was 10. I knew how to open a bottle of champagne when I was nine years old. I (laughs) knew how to use a waiter's corkscrew to open a bottle of wine when I was nine Mm -hmm. years old. Like he taught me all this. But what ended up happening was it was like, it's my way or the highway. That's that was his rule. And so now I have to I have to uninstall that from my brain and be like, it's good anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I can't even say it. It'll be fine. God, I hope, you know, like and it'll be fine. And if it's not, it's fine. No, it's yeah, fine. It'll be fine. You know? But my phone's out with dominoes just in case. <laughs> and the thing is, is it's tough sometimes, too, because I feel like especially when it's friends cooking, I don't want to like hone in and school them. 
yeah. on it. It's like, it feels terrible, but sometimes I'm like, I kind of had to let you fail. Like, right. Cause this is just something, this is something you need to learn as a cook mm-hmm. and there's no other way to learn it than by failing. Right. And that's like, I don't want to discourage you from cooking because I'm telling you all the things you're doing wrong. Right. Exactly. I don't want, yeah. and it, it's such a, it's such a kind of like a catch 22 because it's like, if I don't tell you, then it is going to come out wrong. And then yeah. we're going to have to order pizza. But if I do tell <laughs> you, how do I do it in a way that isn't insulting or, yeah. you know, and even if I'm not trying, I'm definitely not trying to be insulting. It's just mm-hmm. tough, you know, right. but yeah, that's, that's my issue with cooking with people and, and I understand. It's hard. But, you know, at the same time, my mother, I give my mother's like that, too. And her kitchen, she has like trinkets in her kitchen. So it's not meant for cooking. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, my mom has the kind of kitchen that I am afraid to get dirty because it's very, very clean. Mm -hmm. I know that kitchen. (laughs) Yeah, my kitchen's clean. But if I cook, it's a mess. You know, (laughs) are you a messy cook? I'm a very messy cook. Yeah. 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 Do you have a garbage bowl? I just learned that. And um, I yeah, I have a garbage bowl. Because of Rachel Ray. Deals with Rachel Ray. Yeah. I was re-watching that and I'm like, that's genius. <laughs> so yes, now I'm like, I should do that. All the time. I'm like, this is so I can just throw all my like onion ends in there and the mm-hmm. garlic paper. Oh man. Especially with two dogs and a cat. Someone's always in my way. What kind so of there's dogs never do you a have? straight pat. I have two dogs. What kind? Oh, a Pekingese and a Lab Shepherd mix mutt. Love it. Love it. Yeah, but there's someone always in my way. There's no, like, straight line to the trash can. Pekingese are, like, the big floofy ones, the little floofy ones, right? Yeah, I don't let her hair grow that long. Sure, sure. You don't do the show cut. Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, the smushy faces. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to get a dog so bad. I don't know what kind, though. Dylan wants a palm. A Pomeranian. I think they're cute. Yippee I've, little dogs. If you train them, they're not. They're not. If you train That's them the right way. I want a beagle because I grew oh. up with beagles. And yes. our beagle at home, we have one beagle left now. Sydney. Aww. We had two. Sydney and Wilson. Sydney died um, just a couple of years ago. She was like almost 15. So oh, she, wow. she lived a really long life. Yeah. And she was very, you know, bony when she. It was time. She didn't even, mm-hmm. when they put her down, they didn't even need the second shot. Like, oh, the actual, cool. like, lethal shot. They just put her to sleep, and she went. So, oh. like, yeah, they sedated her, and she, and her heart stopped from that. So, it was re- she was ready, which is good. Yeah. But Wilson, on the other hand, he's almost 15, and he's still a, co- like a complete goofball of a dog. Like, he's oh, elderly, yay. but he has he had really bad separation anxiety when Sydney died. And so they gave him like puppy Prozac, like doggy Prozac. Oh and my God. so he's pretty, he's high every day and he just kind of <laughs> naps and eats and goes outside and gets pets and chills out. And I was reading this study about how, because this drug is safe for your pet and it quells their anxiety, it doesn't, make their heart race which actually lengthens their lifespan because there's no stress being put on their heart so i'm like we may be inadvertently lengthening wilson's life because he's on antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds 
Oh my gosh. That's he's so very cool. arthritic now though. That's like kind of the catch sure. is he's very stiff, but mm-hmm. he's still a complete, he's, you know, he's a goofball of a dog and he's still, Aww. he's still kicking. But my mom has a snorky <laughs> that, so it's a schnau- mini schnauzer Yorkie terrier mix. Oh my goodness. How cute. It's the barkiest fucking dog. His name's <laughs> Moose, but he barks like a mini schnauzer. So it's like, oh, Oh, oh God! He's loud too, and he always—you have to always have to play with him. He's—he's he's so cute, though. He's the cutest <laughs> dog. But I'm like, my God, you're annoying. <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. So, <laughs> yeah, no, he's super cute. I love though that you have a p- picking ease because we like Shih Tzus. We really oh, love Shih Tzu, yeah. and those are kind of in the really same cute. wheelhouse. I feel like mm-hmm. the but, Chinese dogs. Yeah. See, I yes. want a pug at some point too. Yeah, I don't know. So beagles, though, I don't know. My brother's like, I don't want another beagle after Wilson. He's like, I just don't. Aww. He's like, I think Wilson is the best dog he I've ever had. That's I'm like, tough. it's tough. I want to raise a one beagle at least on my yeah. own. And I want to get a, my dream dog, though, is a golden retriever. I really mm. want a golden retriever. My mom has one. Her name's Liberty. I want to name. I want to get one to name him Frasier. <laughs> Because I named my dogs after I would name my dogs after TV characters. I love it. So or just (laughs) characters and shows, plays, TV, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so now on food again. (laughs) So we talked about your relationship with cooking now. So um, what kinds of foods do you kind of gravitate towards? Because I guess that's one thing I, I didn't really know. We know we never really know each other's tastes in college. Like, do you what is kind of your favorite genre of food or like what do you like look forward to eating the most i guess because for me that's like tex-mex food i'll never say no to tex-mex food Mm -hmm. i was i mean yeah tex-mex is amazing tacos um in any form i fucking love tacos for sure um like ground beef shredded chicken shrimp Whitefish, I am a whore for tacos. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love, love them. Love it. They're so good. Yeah. So I'll even do like more of kind of like a, I know I don't know how else to describe it than like a taco bowl, if you will. Like if I yeah. want to like go lighter on the carbs, I'll do kind of everything I would put in the taco, like mix together in a bowl instead. Sure, keep sure. It healthier. But yeah, I love tacos all tacos the time. Tacos are great. I can always have tacos. I'll never be full. I love living in a city that has street taco vendors, like actually on the street. That's amazing. There was one I went to (laughs) once and it was so it was so strange because I was like, I usually know a lot of the they play Spanish pop radio, a lot of them. So I know a lot of the songs because I listen to Spanish pop radio Mm -hmm. and my friends forget that I'm more latino than i seem in a weird yeah. like non like non-biological way but it's so funny because i'll be like singing the songs and like i get discounts on my tacos because i order in <laughs> spanish my friends are like fuck you man <laughs> i'm like That's hey awesome. the perks of being bilingual and <laughs> knowing how to talk to street taco vendors and sing along to the songs they like and yeah, no, I loved it. I love it. I miss that. I miss going to, there's so many good, when you come to Chicago, I'm going to take you to Taqueria Sadero. That is the Ooh. best place to get a taco here. They have like a line out the door, usually. Ooh, 
that's awesome. And they only have, it's not really a sit down place. There's only like maybe five booths there, but I usually get it for takeout. And there's a park like across the street you can go eat at. And, oh my gosh, but fun. oh my God, the, their uh, carnitas are fucking unreal. Like I've Ooh. tried to make them and I can't replicate it, but <laughs> I love tacos too. It's such a safe so bet. Good. I find like, and it's good. You know, when I was in Vegas, I was yep. like, I don't fucking know what to eat. I'll just get tacos. Yeah, it's so Can't good. Go I'm so excited to go to Cabo because I'm going to have some amazing tacos. Oh, God. I can't wait. I told Dylan, I'm like, should we be those gays that have their honeymoon in Cancun? <laughs> and <laughs> yes. he's like, hey, sure. You know, why not? <laughs> but um, that's amazing. I love that. Tacos, yeah. man. Can't go wrong. Um, so this good. is a good segue into the last thing I ask everyone. So it's the last question of the show. Um, we've been going forever, and I know I should let you go. We've been going for like four hours, <laughs> almost four hours. Oh my gosh! I'm at three hours and forty six minutes. <laughs> I know, and it's almost midnight here. I don't care. I'm like no, realizing how late it's gotten. I'm like, oh shit, we need to end this, or you're gonna kill me. <laughs> um, so the last thing I ask everyone is the top five food loves and food hates. Um, okay. I like to start with the loves, so we can go right in ahead. And yeah, what are your top five food sure. loves? Um. I'm not going to go in order. I'm just going to name five. Of them. Yeah. 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 That's um, literally anything in the city of New Orleans. Um, that's some yes. of the best food I've ever had in my entire life. We were supposed to go to New Orleans in 2020. Obviously uh, it didn't happen. Yeah. New Orleans is so wonderful. I love that place. Um, tacos. Obviously. Any kind of tacos. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of any like specific place. Do you like tacos. question? Do you like potato tacos? Yeah. I, do you remember yeah. like Taco Bell had like the spicy potato taco? They don't have yeah. it anymore and it's sad. Correct. Yeah, okay. Leah. I love. Out. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> that <laughs> poor girl. She would, she and I would order like a bag of them. Mm-hmm. We'd get like 10 of them. <laughs> 10 spicy ta- potato tacos please <laughs> yeah please and thank you and don't ask it was the fastest <laughs> thing to get because they didn't have to oh, fucking yeah. cook anything they just fucking cheese potatoes in a bag anyway yes yeah, so no is there, a you place, were thinking yeah is there a place you recommend yeah if you're in denver and if you're in cherry creek mall there's a place called margs it has amazing margaritas and they have like um a la carte tacos Ooh. They're incredible. They have a caprese taco that kills me. It's oh so damn God. good. So yeah, like Margs in Cherry Creek, Denver. My, my favorite caprese thing here. I don't really like caprese. It's mm. pretty rare if I like it. There's a grilled cheese yeah. place here called Cheesies, and they make <laughs> a caprese grilled cheese that's Ooh. fucking good. It's that so good. That sounds good. Yeah. Nice. But anyway, mm. um, Margs at Cherry things? Creek Mall. Yes. I love that yeah. it's in a mall. You don't hear well, that so much. There's like the mall and then there's like a fun strip of nonsense next to it. It's, <laughs> <next> to it. <laughs> it's like how where Casa Bonita is in yes, Denver. exactly. <laughs> like a fun strip of nonsense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, God. Um, let's see. I think. Juices. Um, Can we count juices as something you oh. love? Yeah, I freaking love the juices that I make. It's um I use spinach and kale and parsley and celery 
and lemon juice. Okay. And apples, green apples. The apples change. If you want to be really healthy and you're like, I'm going to juice or I'm going to do smoothie, add apples. It will change the entire world of your smoothie and it will not taste like plants anymore. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I used to do, I used to do that with peanut butter. Peanut butter Mm, was a good like flavor changer. Actually, you know, it also really worked protein powder. That oh, yeah. would work too. Like my brother yeah. does that. I'll but. do that in my smoothies too. Cause I'll do like smoothies and then I'll do juices like mm. separate. Sure. Sure. Day. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Green apples to a smoothie like, or to a juice changes the entire vibe. Oh yeah. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, I know people are going to hate that I say this and I'm sorry to all my friends that know this about me. Um, raw hot dogs. <laughs> like cold, like, like cold fully cooked Oscar Mayer wieners, but cold. Uh-huh. Yeah. So okay, I'm gonna write- Julia Wilkinson absolutely hates this. And I'm really sorry. She lived with me for three years and had to see me eat raw hot dogs all the time. Sorry, Jules. Um, Nadia always made fun of me. And so did Brady. And Laura Weiss and I are on the exact same fucking page. Interesting. Okay. And Mm. it also goes hand in hand with just slices of bologna. That's not as weird. It's the same thing. But it's the same thing. It's true. Yeah, that's true, though. Yeah, I can't argue with you on that. Yeah, that'll ruin some people's lives. That statement right there. That will. I'm just imagining (laughs) you like like unfurling a hot dog into like a piece of bologna. And like putting it Why on couldn't a you think of it the other way? I'm not going to unroll a hot dog. Because rolling bologna into a hot dog is way easier. And yeah, I'm trying okay, to think fair. of the most like hilarious convoluted <laughs> way to make this happen. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I would say the last thing is, this is weird. My, I'm going to credit this to my boyfriend's brother, Derek. Okay. Um, it's this like... It has to do with tacos, but sure. it's not a taco. Okay. Um, it's like a taco calzone almost, but instead of like pizza crust, you use um, like croissant dough, crescent roll dough, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the can that you break, Sure, sure, yeah. You use that and you like put a layer and then you fill it with taco filling and then you layer it over so it's like a mound of taco oh nonsense. Oh my god. And then you put it in the in the oven and then it's like the sweetness of the crescent roll dough and like the saltiness of the taco. It's so damn good. I've had a version of this but it was with pizza dough or with pizza filling. So it was like mozzarella Ooh. cheese, marinara sauce and pepperoni. Nice. Definitely more like an actual calzone. Yes, but it was with the crescent roll dough and I remember mm. it like being particularly good. Crescent roll dough is fire. Like So good, right? So like, good. What? So versatile too. So like versatile. you can use it for um like I have used crescent roll dough as pie crust before. Ooh. Like I read a whole thing about how to do oh, that. Yeah. I also figured out how to use canned cinnamon rolls as a pie crust. I have definitely done yeah. that. I did that with a pecan pie once and that was oh insane. God, that so sweet. <laughs> has to just be like the 
you, there's no way you couldn't feel your central nervous system reacting to the sugar. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I have a cavity back here that I've been ignoring, and it it flared Hurt. up. Oh sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah no. Oh that. man, I went to the dentist right before the pandemic started. Thank God. Nice. And I had. I had to get so many cavities filled. I'm like, oh my god, my mother would be so ashamed of me right now. I don't. I, well, I br- I broke a good. filling too, so I, that was oh, another thing. So they had to fill cavities that I broke the filling too, because mm. the filling was just old. Like, gotcha. But yeah, no, my dentist was like, <laughs> I had to do one day was one side of my face, the other day was the other side of my face. I had oh to go in for god. two appointments. Yeah. I feel yeah. well, I don't want them to be like, so when is the last time you get I don't want I know when oh, I answer I was I was straight up. I was like, dude I was like, look, it's been a really long time because I couldn't afford it for a long time. It wasn't yeah. until I had my own dental insurance. I was like, I can go to the dentist. Like Right. And I was like, I'm gonna be very honest with you, couldn't afford it for a long time. I mean, honest the my dentist was super cool. He's like, We hear that a lot. He's like oh, well, he's like it, and the cleanings were free. So the cleaning was free. And then, oh, you nice. know, they did the x-rays and I had to pay like, I want to say like $600 to get Holy it. But that was after insurance. It would have been a lot more because fillings yeah. are way more advanced now than they were. Mm-hmm. They actually make fillings that match the color of your teeth. Like they'll find the shade of your tooth and put a filling oh, in to match That's the shade. Cool. So when you open your mouth, there's not dark spots uh, like silver filling yeah. or uh, like dark, whatever the other like fake tooth was. Yeah. So yeah, no. And they were like, and it's more durable. They're like, it's more durable. So you should just pay for the nicer one that matches your tooth color. And I was like, Dang. okay. And I, and I looked it up. He wasn't fibbing. <laughs> I Googled it. <laughs> was it was right. real. <laughs> But no, I was like, you know, it was the first time I'd been to a dentist in a really long time. And I was afraid, too. I was like, I don't know what he's going to say. Like, I brush my teeth every day, like twice a day. But Mm -hmm. flossing was a big one. I had to floss. Like, I was bad about flossing. Yeah, I'm not great. I, I do it all. I do it obsessively now. Because I'm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, pandemic. There's nothing else to do. Just floss for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so now we're moving on to your food hates. So the five hates mm. you have of food. Sauerkraut. Okay. Zucchini slash squash. That is the same fucking food in my mind. Um, <laughs> any squash. Yes, any squash. Kombucha. Oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. I don't like, I don't really, it's a weird texture. It's like slimy. Maybe I haven't had the right one. I just. But the ones I, I have had are not great. It's weird because it's like, I'm so used to like Coca-Cola fizzy and kombucha has the natural carbonation to it. To me, it feels like I'm drinking flat, gross, not American soda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it feels like I'm drinking like, like a, like a sad beer. Because it like, uh, yeah. is kind of like that Backwash. fermented taste. Yeah, it's like a sad, stale beer that is. I found the morning after the party. Yes. Like, that's what it tastes like to me. Yeah, I was going to say it's like that you found cleaning the next morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's see. So there's three. Um, Do you like mushrooms? I, d- I don't despise mustard. Okay. 
Mushrooms. It's fine. It's late. <laughs> I've kept you on for too like long. I don't like the texture. It's not my favorite thing. But I, yeah. I can I always ask. I not. hate I hate mushrooms with a passion. Oh, I don't like cooked spinach. Get the fuck away from me. Okay. If it's I, in like a spinach artichoke dip, sure. But if it's just, just like but, sitting there wilted on a plate, I will throw it away. <laughs> like immediately. I will give it to the dog. I don't care. Hey, they like, they can eat spinach. Yeah. Dogs can eat will. spinach, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think they can eat leafy greens, yeah. Yeah. And uh, sun-dried tomatoes. Oh, okay. Don't sure. like them. I can... I didn't like them Same until... Same thing, the textures. It's weird. It's like tomato jerky. That's what I think of them as. Yeah. But, but then there's always oil on it, and then it's yeah. slimy in my mouth, and I don't know what to do. See, and there's like this kind of imported Roma tomato that's been cooked in a way that like it tastes like sun-dried tomato, but it's actually a tomato. Like, oh. those are good. Mm-hmm. But yeah... Sun-dyed tomatoes, yeah. uh, if it's in pesto, I'm okay with it. Sure. B- sure. But that's because it's coated with, like, herbs and olive oil and pine nuts and right. cheese. But, like, right. I just don't, if it's just, oh, and it has sun-dried tomato, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm okay. And like, I'll pick something else. I'll get something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Exactly. Well, good Lord, I'm sorry I kept you... For so long. No, it was so nice to get to talk. I know, I know. And we we covered everything. I mean, hey, I checked off everything, so that's good. But there's gonna be this this episode will be cut so down. It'll be like (laughs) a shadow of itself. Four hours long. (laughs) No, I'm guessing it'll be about two, probably. Yeah. Once I cut all of our like tea out and all the gossiping, (laughs) it'll be about two hours. I like to let the guests have the last word for the show. So I usually ask the question, like, what does food mean to you? What has food, you know, come to mean for you? Like, kind of just a general thing of, like, what's your philosophy around food? Yeah, um, for me, food, I mean, I would say specifically, like, baking and making treats for other people becomes a way to, like, I don't know, like, while you're making it, it's kind of a sanctuary in the kitchen because for me, like I do it by myself and I'm, you know, sitting there like putting, you know, what I think people will enjoy into something. And I don't know, then when you gift it, I mean, like gift giving is like, I know it's not a love language, but that's my love language. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that, you know, giving something that you've made with your hands, whether it be like a muffin or a birthday cake, or I don't know, even like a plate of tacos like (laughs) it has so much that like you've put in the effort to plan what you're gonna do for this person and I think it's I don't know it's just such a like tranquil kind of experience in all forms like unless something goes terribly wrong you start fire like very different but um, sure I mean yeah I I, I definitely get what you're saying yeah yeah it's like a sanctuary while I'm doing it and then it fulfills like one of my, you know, love languages, giving it away and giving it to somebody and having somebody else appreciate what I did. I'd like to thank Dallas for being on this show. If you'd like to support this show, don't forget to subscribe and please give the show a rating on your favorite podcast directory. If you'd like to get in touch with us, 
please email us at gfbf at arcadiapodcastnetwork.com. I hope you join me next week for another episode of Good Food for Bad Friends from the Arcadia Podcast Network.